0: Well, good evening and Merry Christmas. Welcome to our contemporary service here at Northside Church as we celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It has been an amazing day for our congregation. We've just finished three, three family services in the sanctuary that were full. And now to see the Faith and Arts Center full as well, for the first time in three years, this feels right and normal and I'm so excited about what God is doing in the life of our church and I'm looking forward to 2023 and all that the Lord has in store for us as we move forward as a church family. I know we all have traditions during the holiday season and some of those include perhaps reading a particular story or book watching a TV show or a movie. One of my favorites that is a classic is A Christmas Carol by Charles Dickens. The 1843 novella or short story popularized the greeting, Merry Christmas. It also introduced the cynical exclamation, bah humbug, and it continues to be popular because of its timeless truths. Of course, the main character is Ebenezer Scrooge. He is a mean miser of a man. And laughter and love have been squeezed out of his life like juice from a lemon. And his only passion is money. A number of famous actors have portrayed Scrooge in movies. They include George C. Scott, Michael Caine, Patrick Stewart, Bill Murray, and my favorite, Scrooge McDuck. There have also been a number of film adaptations, but my favorite is the 1992 Muppets Christmas Carol. You know the story. The coming of the holidays only darkens Scrooge's already dismal disposition. And he goes to sleep on Christmas Eve cursing the carolers in the street. But visions of sugar plums don't dance through his head. Instead, he is visited by three fearsome guests. The spirits of Christmas past, Christmas future, and Christmas present. And he awakes on Christmas morn, transformed by the experience, a new man. Dickens reminds us that the meaning of Christmas, in part, is found in the past. And that should not surprise us because we as Christians are a people grounded in the past. The story of Christmas is not a fairy tale that begins once upon a time, or a space opera that's set in a galaxy far, far away. We believe that in a particular time, in a particular place, God acted, invaded our world, sent his son to save us all, and it changed the cosmos. It changes each of our lives forever. And we as the church, in the midst of the culture that wants to secularize the season, points to the crash and says, this is the reason for our rejoicing. That Jesus the Christ, born among us, that God has become who we are so that we might become who God is. And I believe. I believe it is a Christmas present beyond all imagination or belief that gives us forgiveness of sin, salvation, and life everlasting. In the opening scene of A Christmas Carol, Scrooge hears the carolers in the street sing, God rest ye, merry gentlemen, let nothing you dismay. Remember Christ our Savior was born on Christmas Day to save us all from Satan's power when we should go astray. Tidings of comfort and of joy. In part, the meaning of Christmas is found in the past, But Dickens reminds us it's also found in the future. We serve the God who is and was and is to come. When we recite the Apostles' Creed every Sunday, we talk about how there will come a day when Jesus Christ judges the quick, the living, and the dead. We believe that God will return, that the second coming of Christ is a vital part of our Christian faith. As Jesus' first coming He came as a babe of Bethlehem. Jesus' second coming, he will come as a conquering king, bringing his kingdom in the fullness. And we, the church, live in expectation of that day. We're like children awaiting Christmas morning. And sometimes it seems as if it will never come, but every click of the clock brings us closer to that reality. And we hear Jesus in Revelation promise, Lo, I'm coming soon. And we echo John's prayer, Come, Lord Jesus, come. And what this means for us, regardless of what we face in the here and the now, no matter how much our struggles, our trials, our tribulations, the best days for the church and for each of us as individuals always lay ahead of us. And we live with that hope of the future. We sing the carol, For lo, the days are hastening on, my prophets seen of old, when with the ever-circling years shall come the time foretold, when peace shall over all the earth its ancient splendors fling, and the whole world send back the song, which now the angels sing. We remember Christmas past. We anticipate Christmas future, But we live here and now in Christmas present. And tis the season for buckhead traffic, crowded parking decks and lots, hyperactive children, irritable store clerks. Some of you never got your Christmas cards mailed. The turkey won't fall by tomorrow's dinner, and that internet order that you were waiting for still isn't on your porch. We juggle time. Between work, school, home, and church, parents and children and siblings, in laws and outlaws. We may have maxed out our MasterCard. The visa may have expired from overuse. And in the coming hours, some of you will be saying some very non Christian words over some instructions that declare easy to assemble. Merry Christmas. Bah, humbug is an easy attitude to acquire because it turns out that the past and the future are not enough. They've got to come together in the present. And I invite us to claim one of the titles given to the Christ child at his birth, Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us in the past, God with us in the future, and God with us in the present If God is with us in every time and every place, that means God is with us in this time and this place. And if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, we will catch echoes and glimpses of glory divine present right now in the midst of our worship as we celebrate the coming of Christ into the world. Earlier in the season, I asked the question, what do you give to the God who has everything? The answer is everything. Heart, soul, mind, and strength. We give it all to God, discipleship, dedication, devotion, the entirety of who we are. And when we devote ourselves to Christ, we're filled with the Christmas spirit, which is the Holy Spirit that transforms who we are. And we pray, O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray, cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. It's intriguing to me that Charles Dickens named his novella A Christmas Carol. Because when you read it, There's nothing overtly religious about it. And yet he recognizes the power of Christmas to transform. It's also interesting what he names the main character, Scrooge, of course, but his first name, Ebenezer, which is a biblical name. It comes out of 1 Samuel chapter 7. Following a great victory of the Israelite army, the prophet Samuel erected the huge stone and named it Ebenezer which meant stone of help. And today, we come to God asking for the Lord's help to restore in us a faith from the past, a hope for the future, and love in the present. Because when Christmas past and Christmas future and Christmas present all come together, we recognize what God has done in our lives And we sing the words, joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her king. Let every heart prepare him room, and heaven, and nature, and men, and women, and teenagers, and boys, and girls, sing. Let us pray. O holy child of Bethlehem, descend to us, we pray cast out our sin and enter in, be born in us today. We hear the Christmas angels, the great glad tidings tell, O come to us, abide with us, our Lord Emmanuel. Amen.